you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the unmistakable voice of today's special guest. He's a Tar Heel, a Bill a Packer, a Chief, a Jag, and a Raider. A cornerback, a return man, a scout, a writer, and a predictor of NFL futures who says that the Chiefs are about to run it back. And that demands an explanation from Bucky Brooks. Welcome back to the pod, Buck. What's going on? Not too much, man. I'm, I'm uh, sort of thrilled by your hot take here. Let's see what you mean. Uh, I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And on today's show, how will the Chiefs run it back, Bucky Brooks, if the Ravens are as good and as balanced as we think they are? And is it true that the only guys with the stones to out-bully the Niners are the Lions? Let's get to it, starting with this. Patrick Mahomes has never won a road playoff game. He has now, and Kansas City, for the sixth consecutive time, is going to the AFC Championship. It is all over in Baltimore. The Ravens are heading to the AFC Championship game. Forget the chill, it's all about the thrill. Okay, well, the Ravens were in a fight for a half, ended up rolling 34-10. The Chiefs were in a fight all night, ended up winning 27-24. A quick word on that Texans-Ravens game. I was thrilled uh, for that first half at the possibility that C.J. Stroud and the Texans could pull something really historic and special off. Ostensibly, they did when you look at what they did this season. But the better team on the day ended up winning quite convincingly. What was your takeaway? What did you learn about the Ravens that you maybe didn't know before kickoff? Uh, it took a little while for them to kick off the rust. It's the same thing that plagued them back in 2019 when they were the number one seed and had the bye. <clears throat> when you go 18 days in between games in terms of your, your best players playing, it takes a while for them to work back into – the rhythm, the first half, you saw them not play at their best. They go into halftime, they reset, they refocus, and they came out and they played like the Ravens have played for most of the year. Um, the Ravens will enter the Final Four as the most complete team in football, the most complete in terms of how they get it done. 
They won the Triple Crown on defense, first time ever in NFL history. A defense has led it in scoring defense, sacks, and turnovers. And so they can get it done in a variety of ways on defense. And then you have an MVP, the likely MVP in Lamar Jackson, who can single-handedly take over the game in a number of ways, or he can play basically system ball and kind of find the open man and let it work. He has made dramatic improvements, even though the numbers don't suggest he's having like an elite or outstanding uh, season based on the productivity. He's been terrific. Tell us in your estimation, because some of us who kind of follow the stats will not see the improvement that you're addressing here. What does your eye tell you? How is he playing differently? And how is what is different about Lamar this year better this year? Uh, well, they're different in terms of the way that they were utilizing him. Before in the previous game with Greg Roman, uh, he was a running back, basically. I mean, it was a single-wing offense. They were snapping to him. He was running the ball 10 to 15 times on quarterback powers, quarterback counters, some read option, power read things, um, and then the occasional scrambles. Now they have a spread system where they're utilizing three and four wide receivers on the field. Uh, they're opening it up in the runs that Lamar is doing. The most part are impromptu improvisational runs, which are scrambles. And so the scrambles allow him to run against a, a, a more spread defense. So he's not running into the belly of the beast, as you would think. And he's not taking the kind of hits that he normally would take in the old offense. And so what you have is a player who's still, for the most part, putting up similar numbers as a runner, as a playmaker, but taking far fewer hits than he was taking in the past. The numbers, if you only look at the numbers, are still thrilling in a weird sort of way. 150 yards passing, two touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns uh, from Lamar. He is still being used in the running game, as you said, but you drew my attention this morning to something where you talked about naked boots and some other designed runs that are in the, that are in the game plan for him mm -hmm. are actually runs that protect him. And I guess my question for you is, where is this coming from? Is it because you've made a, a giant investment in him financially, you need to protect your asset? Is it because this Todd Munkin offense is designed differently for Lamar? Is it a bit of both? What are we looking at? I, I would say that is uh, it's the blueprint. And if, if anything, it's funny that they're matching up this weekend. I feel like Lamar Jackson has followed Pat Mahomes' blueprint for how to use his athleticism. So Pat Mahomes is regarded as an athletic quarterback, but it's not the first thing that we talk about. Yeah. Yet whenever we see these big games, he's quick to take off and scramble. He yeah. extends plays. He buys time. And he kind of gobbles up hidden rushing yards finish with 50 or 60 rushing yards. You don't pay attention because there's scrambles. He rarely takes a shot because he understands how to slide or get down or get out of bounds. Lamar Jackson is now doing those things. They have him set up where he's scrambling. He takes off. He looks around. He can see where the defenders are coming. He slides and gets down. Uh, the quarterback draw, which is a design quarterback run play, but they put some routes out there, so you have to defend the routes. So they have opened up the field for him, and he is wisely – said, hey, I, I'll pick and choose when I flee the pocket. When I do flee, I'll protect myself. But he's no longer running up into the teeth of the belly like a crash test dummy. And, you know, it's, it's a different feel. And the numbers look the same, but they're different in terms of how they derive. Somebody who was running into the belly of the beast all season yet again, um, and we saw it on display even last night, was Josh Allen. And it was done to great effect 
really, mm-hmm. so many rushing touchdowns, and yet ultimately it fell short, and of course it fell short at the hands of their their nemesis, the Kansas City Chiefs, who now mm-hmm. go to a sixth straight AFC championship game, first away from home in Patrick Mahomes' tenure. For all of what you just told us about the Ravens, which suggests balance, domination on both sides of the ball, there's a part of you, Bucky, that believes that the Chiefs are destined to win the AFC championship game on Sunday and, yes, go to Vegas and even win that one, one thing at a time. What gives you confidence in this Chiefs team as they head into Baltimore for AFC championship game on Sunday? Winners win. Mm. And once you master the formula, the art of winning, it always sticks. And so last four years, Kansas City Chiefs have been to three Super Bowls. They've won two. The majority of the players that were kind of there for those have stuck around and they're still around the building and, and, and playing and thriving. The quarterback was a part of that. The quarterback, because he has experienced it two times and lost another one, he can stand in front of the team and convey those messages. Here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to do it. Here's what I'm going to do to get us done. You guys need to follow my lead. He has credibility because he has two rings. Everyone has seen him win rings when he's been in charge. So it's an easier sale. You're not trying to build it up. The challenge for the chief comes in how are they going to be able to do it because you talk about a Ravens team that I mean locks down offenses like Mike McDonald's one of the best D coordinators that you will find his tactics are amazing they typically only rush four but it seems like they, they're dropping seven eight nine like it, it seems like there are more bodies on the field than there are and they have a clear understanding of like who they are defensively they they change the look they do all this stuff and so the challenge will be can Pat Mahomes stay patient and disciplined against that style defense or will he just get greedy and try and throw it over the top that's that's what we need to see patience and discipline will be the answer in fact Andy Reid said just today that the key to beating Lamar Jackson is to be patient um, is to be disciplined rather and uh, gap integrity I think he actually called out put a finer point on that for those of us at home who don't who hear that phrase a lot and think we know what it means. Bucky, what does it actually mean? Gap integrity. So there are eight lines um, on the front line, eight gaps on the front line. So gaps between center and guard are the A, guard and tackle are the B, tackle tied in the C, anything outside the tight end is the D gap. Well, everyone is assigned in an eight-man front, as you're here. Every person is assigned to one of the eight available gaps. Uh, and so now you, you create that, you have that um, – exercise you want to make sure that on defense you're building up the defense to always have one hat in every hole if you get guys out of hat multiple hats in a hole like it it leaves you exposed right. and vulnerable so you just want to make sure that from a discipline standpoint everyone fits their assigned gap winners win that was the first thing you mm-hmm. said about the chiefs it really matters the muscle memory of winning in big games of overcoming a challenge sometimes what seems to be an insurmountable challenge and figuring out a way to win, it really does get in you at a cellular level. You, you, you learn how to win, and having learned how to win, you never forget how to win. Yeah, like that's the best way to say it. When you learn how to win, if you learn how to win from an early age, you're homegrown somewhere, and they teach you how to win. They teach you what's necessary. One of the things that people admire but they also hate about the Patriots is how they break it down like winning is – X, Y, and Z. And so if we do X, Y, and Z, we're going to win. 
And so your confidence comes from the consistency of your structure and your routine. Your coach builds up your confidence simultaneously um, to have you play some games that you should win, and then you come back and you're ready to rock. I love watching Isaiah Pacheco do what he does. I'm starting to be impressed with what we saw. It almost seemed like it was a necessary thing last night because Isaiah Pacheco went out of the game a couple of different times, having been dinged up in that. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult conditions, very cold. Um, and then CEH comes on, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes on, and it looks to be a nice little one-two punch there. I know you like what you're seeing from the backfield in Kansas City, a certain kind of return to the fundamentals, the way we saw mm-hmm. Patrick using number 87, Travis Kelsey last night. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling mm-hmm. was relied on in a couple of big moments, made the catch. The narrative around this Chiefs team, certainly the wide receiver unit this year, is that they weren't making the catches. Uh, that a lot of drops defined that wide receiver unit. Well, not last night. This mm-hmm. was a team where attention to detail was on, and yet they required a missed field goal. They required a few bounces to go their way to get this done, and yet your faith remains. How do you see? It's early. It's Tuesday morning. You know, this game is not until Sunday. So much can happen. Injury reports come out. We'll find out, you know, who's available, who's not, how people are feeling. We'll get a better sense from that as we close in on kickoff. But sitting here right now on Tuesday morning, Bucky, how do you see this game going down? Not looking for a score. You seem to think that the Chiefs could win it. Okay, how? What does it look like? If the Chiefs win it, it's because they made fewer mistakes than the Baltimore Ravens. The one thing that older teams, consistent winners do, is they wait for the other team to implode because they don't have the consistency and the discipline to execute at a high level over time. The Kansas City Chiefs, given their success, they'll be a little more patient with the running game, patient with their downfield stuff, because it's not always there. That's how you're able to kind of like get it done. Okay, so can I infer from that that pressure really matters? That the fact that they are a road team for the first time in this journey toward a potential third Super Bowl in four years, or Mm -hmm. fourth Super Bowl in five years, I should say, um, the fact that the pressure is ostensibly off of them, they're now the underdog, they're now on the road, pressure is firmly in Baltimore, on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson and everybody on that Ravens team, that matters. Absolutely. Matters. How does it manifest itself? On game day, how does it manifest itself? Are you, your breathing is different, you're, you're a little tenser, your body feels different, um, you, you, what, you're emotionally putting too much on every play? How does it manifest itself in an NFL game, certainly an NFL game of consequence like this one? So when, when, I, when I think about how it ends up creating the pressure internally on the favorite or the home team, it's there from the jump because the Baltimore Ravens have had games that they've squandered. Everyone kind of comes in hoping that they don't get their heart broken, fans and players. And so in the first quarter, the longer the game stays tight, the more uneasy it feels in the stands. And when they're playing from behind, now it's super un- uneasy. Like it's not the way that you normally do things. So this is one where when I look at Baltimore, can they settle in and just be themselves? It takes a lot of time in these emotional games to, hey, let me settle in. Let me get some easy things off. A couple completions, ease into it. We talk about, like, other situations. Uh, without, without experience, you don't have the expertise to know how to navigate it. So All right, say that again. Without experience, you don't have the expertise to know how to navigate. Got it. Yeah, so without the experience, you don't have the expertise on how to approach. Yes, a championship game. Right. 
How different is the championship game from a Super Bowl? Do I need to up the ante? How do I train? How do I do these things? And like, all of the questions that Bucky just asked, just about everybody on that Chiefs staff and roster already knows the answer to. Nobody on the Ravens roster really maybe one or two i shouldn't think i shouldn't think so john harbaugh knows some answers to that but the guys out there on the field don't not yet these young bucks they don't no, know it they don't they don't know and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out hey man what's my routine like what right like should it be and, different right and is the answer yes to should it be different do you no. adjust your schedule a little bit for games like this no keep it the same no the best players you keep everything the same you keep everything on a routine you know what time your bedtime is you right. know what time you wake up you right. know what you're going to do in the morning you don't want to overthink it, overcook it. Like right. Just stick with the routine that works for you. Okay, I think you saw what I saw, and everybody else listening in did too, that Lamar Jackson at the end of that game was Lamar Jackson as he always is, who mm. seemingly unflappable. Yeah. He is always looking to the next thing. He's not ready to pat himself on the back for what he just did in the past 60. He's looking to the next 60. So I think spiritually he's ready, and yet even he doesn't know the answers to the questions that will be facing him if we do have a tight game late into the third, into the fourth, a drive to define your career, to define this season, to define this moment. Even he doesn't know the answers to those questions yet. No. Patrick does. Yeah, Patrick does know. Lamar doesn't. So then you got to go back and check Lamar's biggest games and what do they look like in college yep. and, and beyond. Did he, yep. Is he one to step up, like walk into the light, or does he run from the light? All those things matter. And then with, you know, you flip on, on the other side, the Ravens is, how can I get my guys fast, off to a fast start, yeah. let them get into the game? Yeah. One of the things about the it, it, it makes you kind of dialed up, play conservative. The pressure can be a lot. I don't know if you've done yoga. When in yoga, it talks about breathing through the movements. Right. And so you got to breathe through the movements when you're the cheese. Breathe through the tough times. I mean, the Ravens, you got to breathe through the tough times, embrace it. Acknowledge where you're at. Hey, it's okay that I got the, the bubble guffs and the running. Like, it's okay. I care a lot about this game, but we're going to keep doing what we do and eventually we'll crack it. So, uh, listener, I, you've heard him. I get a sense listening to Bucky Brooks that sitting here this morning, Tuesday early morning, just a few days ahead of Championship Sunday in the NFL, mm -hmm. that the Ravens are going to be feeling pressure, maybe increasing pressure throughout mm -hmm. the week. Why? Because we're going to talk about it. We're going to make them the favorite. They will be the favorite. I think they are the favorite as we sit here yeah. this morning. They will know it. They will hear it. They will also be reminded of all the failures that preceded this moment, and they will be reminded of all the successes that preceded this moment for their opponent, for the Kansas City Chiefs, who, in Bucky's estimation, have been released from pressure, and they have the ultimate trump card, which is... They already know how to do this. Winners win, Bucky Brooks says. So do not be surprised if on Championship Sunday on the AFC side of the bracket, the Chiefs do just that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Bucky Brooks, and the next topic is Playground Justice. Because in my lifetime, listener, bullies tend to be corrected, amended, put in their place. Only by other bullies. It's a sad commentary, perhaps on our world, listener, but in Bucky's world, in the NFL world, it's a matchup thing. It's not mm-hmm. a character thing. So let's talk about a matchup that will feature the joyful Lions taking on the top seed, but slightly unconvincing, if you're being honest, 49ers. There goes the gun. The game is over. The 49ers survive. It's not always pretty. Sometimes it's just pretty enough. <laughs> hey, Detroit, you're going back to the NFC Championship yes, game. Sir. We're going to San Francisco. Yes, sir. Let's go. Niners defined by a brand of bully ball on both sides of the ball, but Bucky, you can make the argument that the Lions are just as scary a playground tormentor as the Niners. Yeah, because they're built in similar fashions. Uh, These are teams that rely on their effort and their toughness to win games. Talented teams, obviously. Um, Lions have really cleaned up the last three years in terms of doing that, but more so they're a team that is shaped in the image of their coach. If you know Dan Campbell, the coach, if you watched him play, gritty, tough, hard-nosed football player. It's not a coincidence that he became a gritty, hard-nosed coach. Um, you're sitting here trying to figure out different ways and different uh, opportunities that could be available. Well, you're trying to figure out, like, hey, who do we have? What experience? How can they get it done? What can they tell the young guys? Who can set the plan? Well, when I look at what the Lions have done to put themselves to this point, one, the draft since 2021 has been outstanding. Bunch of starters at premium positions, pass protector, Penny Sewell, um, playmakers. They took two, uh, Jameer Gibbs. You have Amara St. Brown. You can throw Sam Porter into that. Um, you think about the pass rusher, they go and get Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall, you know, and then they're sitting there and they're looking like they couldn't never get the cornerback that they wanted, but they just went all in, pushed all the chips in on 12, you know, and like, so that's, that's what it is. Jared Goff, former Pro Bowler, went to a Super Bowl, all this other stuff. They have everything that you could possibly want. So now they just have to go perform because the team is assembled, ready to rock. And they're there. 
Do the Detroit Lions, Bucky, have the best O-line in the NFL? Ooh, uh, I think they're one of the best. I, I, I Do think... they have a better O-line than their opponent on Sunday, than the San Francisco 49ers? I'm seeing Jared Goff given the time to be at his best. Is he a mobile quarterback? No. Is he, is he a brilliant guy? I don't know. Does he need to be? Probably not. He didn't need to be with Sean McVay. That was the mm. knock on him as they ushered him out the door, is that he wasn't quite smart enough maybe to play above the X's and O's when Sean McVay was mm-hmm. out of his ear. And it always struck me as a little bit unfair. Maybe it's an accurate uh, description. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is this, is that the Jared Goff that I have seen this season, and certainly the Jared Goff that we saw out there mm-hmm. this past weekend, had the time to make little adjustments in the pocket. He's got the length. He's got the height. He's got a high release. He's got a high ball release, which allows him to use the middle of the field mm-hmm. better than just about any other quarterback in the NFL. Um, and it seems to me that it all starts from an O line that is giving him the time to do it. Mm. This is uh, interesting because yeah, the offense line is everything. I mean, if you could pick one offensive lineman in the entire NFL, guys, you'd pick Trent Williams. So obviously, you'd pick the left. You'd pick the left tackle uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. So it's that's a that's a tough place to start if you're trying to make the argument that the Lions boast a better O line. But well, what I saw from that O line this past weekend was absolutely thrilling. Uh, forget ranking. Who cares? These are the two teams left on the NFC side of the bracket. And if Jared Goff and if this Lions team has a chance to do it, well, then that O line, yes, with Frank Ragnow playing like a champion like he did this past weekend is going to have to do the same thing again on Sunday. Yeah, they're going to have to do it again. They got, I mean, look, they got to be lights out. They got to be nails. I'll say that this isn't the bully of the past. The bully of the old was a little more balanced and diverse. But talking about the Niners, talking about the Niners, yeah, yes. they're balanced, they're diverse, they could attack you in a but not quite ways. the same bully as they have been. No, not quite. And part of it is Debo Samuel's uncertain status. Yeah, fifty-fifty. As we went to record today, uh, the word on Debo Samuel is that he's fifty-fifty for uh, Sunday's championship game, and that seems to matter. Yeah, if he's not available, um, if they're not able to kind of like dic- dictate the terms and do it from jump, meaning. If the Niners aren't able to dictate, they want to play a certain way. They yeah. want to run the ball. They want to play play action. Yep. If it becomes a traditional game where they have to drop back without the illusion of play action, it becomes harder for their quarterback to thrive. One of that is because Brock Purdy likes working in the middle of the field. Well, if you don't lure the linebackers up by putting the cheese in the trap, you now can't throw over. So they have to be able to do enough to get them comfortable. Christian McCaffrey uh, slightly overlooked in a weird sort of way in that divisional round. He certainly he wasn't the focus of an offense that you believe he needs to be the focus of this offense. I think he needs to be the straw that stirs the drink. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Like, sometimes things happen in the course of the game. You get caught up. You kind of lose your way. And I felt like they lost their way. They'll be better pre- prepared. They'll be focused because they're one game away from going back to the Super Bowl. So they'll, you'll see a much better game from them. That's it. It's a matchup that makes me queasy when thinking about it because they're two teams that don't care. The Lions... What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is so the, the Niners, the Lions, the bullies, someone sees they fancy themselves as the bully on the block. They're going to bully people. They're going to knock them around. They're going to knock them away from like doing... That's, so when you're in a fight with a bully, the bullies never used to being hit. So if the Detroit Lions hit the Niners in the mouth, you now are going to see 
how do they respond? Yes. It's almost like those old Bruce Lee movies when Bruce Lee would bleed and he tastes his own blood and then he would go crazy and wipe everybody out. <laughs> do do the nine listener treat yourself yeah. if you don't know what bucky brooks is talking about do you don't even need to do a deep dive just do a shallow dive into what he's talking about it's good stuff please go ahead but but just like the niners can they bounce back now they show signs because the green bay packer thing they got they got knocked they were getting knocked around yeah. and it looked kind of dire. It was four minutes left they had to make a play that they, they made some plays to, to go get it but now over the course of a game are they comfortable playing in that kind of heavyweight rock them sock them knock them out they've always been able to kind of take advantage of the little guys you know this is different who would you give the edge to sitting here on tuesday i feel like a, a lion's energy from you i feel a pale oh, blue pick I think, I coming think, from you i think they can but i, I typically don't they, you think they can but underdog. you don't think, think they will no i think they can i think they i wouldn't be surprised if they won okay. but i would say coming in if you asked me to pick i would pick the niners you would but I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit upsets them. But the Niners have to help them. If I were to tell you Debo's out, all right, let's say that we, we push ourselves to Saturday night, Sunday morning, and the decision is made. Debo Samuel has been ruled out of the NFC Championship game in Santa mm. Clara. How much does that change your, your pick? Small uh, P in quotes. It, it changes it because it robs him of a vital playmaker. Yeah. Like, he... And like you said, it, 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 it casts them in a role that is a little bit more basic, a little bit yeah. more drop back, a little bit more uh, easy, easier to anticipate for Detroit Lions defense. He's, he, look, Brandon Ayuk is terrific. Yes. Debo Samuels it, it commands a lot of attention and those things. When he can't kind of take care of that part of it, you, you, you get worried. What I would worry about if I'm the Niners, uh, in these games, we talk about it, more games are lost than won. Can we eliminate the things that could lead us to lose? Pre-snap penalties, missed assignments, foolish penalties, uh, turnovers. Hey, let's make sure the ball always goes to the referee. Don't turn it over. Those things. If they do those basic things, that'll give them 10. Then they repeat it. They get all have some momentum going to the tournament. But this is really, if I'm the honest, it's all about us. Don't, don't give them opportunities. Don't give them a reason why to play. You talked about the Lions being made in the, in the image of their coach, Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. Those of us who judged him too early, uh, what, three seasons ago now when he took the helm, uh, he was being judged on his emotion, on what seemed to be slightly immature emotion. Oh, here's this big red-faced guy, and he's going to lead the rah-rah way. Yeah, me, we have learned that his brand yeah. of leadership is much more sophisticated than that. There are many more subtleties to his leadership. Yes, he's still the big red-faced guy on the sidelines, but his players genuinely love him, and not because he's run through walls for him, but because he has shown them a way around and over walls in a way that I think very few of us anticipated or predicted. Uh, those of you on the inside knew what Dan Campbell was made of. Is he still, because of how he looks and because of how he talks, is he still an underrated coach? Very underrated. But I'm going to say, let's take, let's take it off. I'm so happy for Dan Campbell because what he has done is he made an entryway for a lot of former players to sit at the head of the table as yes, the sir. head coach. Yes, sir. So Dan Campbell debunks a few different myths. One, never was an offensive or defensive coordinator, never called plays. Yet here he is, despite just a little interim thing in Miami, he gets a head job. And in three seasons, he turns it around. Force of nature, leadership is what he basically 
has been able to do. He said the vision, we laughed about, oh, they're going to bite kneecaps and kick and yep. all this other yep. stuff. Take but a hunk yet, here, take a hunk there. Yeah, but then you look at the team and look how physical the team plays. The yes. team plays with an energy that's different. You mentioned that it seems like his players really ride for him. They do it. Dan Campbell, I think on my count, I'm really saying, I think they may have seven or eight former NFL players on that staff. And so it's a small thing that is never talked about. But the is, reason, that, is that a high number compared to other NFL 100%. staffs? It is. Yeah, it is. So there are a couple of different things when you do that. When you get former players on your staff, one, the locker room and your coaching staff begins to look like the locker room. So you have a, a diversity that's different than normal. You also have guys who not only can they talk to talk, they've walked to walk. So now when you're trying to get players to buy into you and listen, well, you have credibility because you can tell them, oh, we've done that. So then when you think about the players who've done it, a lot of the players turned coaches have won. So now the messages that they're saying is, hey, guys, if we do this, we win. Then as it begins to snowball, uh, they call it the flywheel effect, you know, from good to great. And so, like, if you start to build a little momentum, the wheel gets going, and before you know it, it's full-blown. Interesting. Well, last year, the flywheel effect started to take hold. They yes, started it winning games or whatever, and then you saw it this year is going. So now all the things that he has done that he said he was going to do that he's telling them, they're now seeing the results. That only forges the connection between the players and the team, and players can respect other players. Because you talk about the fraternity being so small, those former players that have been able to share those nuggets and wisdom, the players buy into that. And so it's just different in Detroit than other places because he's been very intentional about how he approached the job. I think those of us who were doubtful early on in his tenure and even early on in this year, they finished that, that, that campaign last year, uh, beating your Packers on the mm -hmm. road, keeping Aaron out of the playoffs. Uh, and it really was such a perfect note for that Lions mm -hmm. franchise to end their season, even though they didn't make it into the tournament themselves, man, they were headed in the right direction. Is it possible to build on that? Well, we thought is Detroit just going to end up being Detroit? Well, no, this is a new Detroit. And the last word today goes to you on this Lions team, because in your estimation, listener, if he had to pick today, he's picking the Niners to win this game. He thinks they are a better team. They're playing at home. They have the advantages, and they're probably mm -hmm. going to win this game. However, it's going to be a better story for me and my family because I've got family in Detroit, Buck. And as somebody who played in that division as a member of the Green Bay Packers, you know this Lions franchise better than most of us who are just sort of watching and listening. Tell me, in your estimation, from what you know of this Lions franchise, having played there, mm -hmm. having known what that team was all about, what that franchise is all about, what that city is all about, a city of eternal hope and yet a lot of doubt, too, and a lot of insecurity, too, this mishmash of mm -hmm. hope and, and self-hatred, this weird thing that happens in, in some of these towns like Detroit in our country. And here they are on the precipice of glory with one win away from a Super Bowl how much does it mean to this town you know better than I do? Well, look, everyone has, has, has really dumped on Detroit for a long time. Long time. Like, so you think about the automobile industry. Yes. You think about Motown. Yes. Music. Like, it used to be an epicenter for so many uh, innovative things that yeah, would come Motown out Yeah, Motown to no town, and so, now what? Yeah, right? so now, and I'm a believer in this, and Dan Campbell has spoke to this, the team has to reflect the city. So anyone who had an opportunity to watch the game, you saw how connected the team is 
to the fan base. You heard how loud it was. It you saw was how rocking how in there. it was a different energy that was there because the city, the fans, see themselves in the way the team is. Detroit has always fancied themselves as a blue collar team that gets after it. They do it a little dirtier, like they hard head lunch pill. So that's how the Lions are. And when I look at the Lions play, they're one of the few teams that can go from force to finesse. They can run it by force or they can play finesse and throw it all over the yard. Mm. But they still retain that gritty demeanor. Uh, Dan Campbell's done a really good job of shaping that team and that image. He's talked about being tough. He's talked about being gritty. He's talked about blue collar. Where those things are, if you work in Detroit, those things resonate. Those words resonate. They matter. And then the final point, because I think um, I don't want it to get lost. And Jerry Goff, look, say what you want. And I like Matthew Stafford. I love Matthew Stafford when he was in Detroit. I think the fans of Detroit can appreciate Jerry Goff a little bit because Jerry Goff has a couple of scuffs. You know, he has some calluses from having to go through some tough things yes. in terms of like, look, he was embarrassed as a rookie, comes back, Sean McVay uh, helps him. He goes, becomes a Pro Bowl player, leads that team to the Super Bowl. Year, two years later, Sean McVay is done with him. Yeah, discarded. at the height of his powers, he's discarded. Discarded him, just kind of talked bad about him, treated him bad, and then boom. He goes to the Detroit, a crumbled, broken man, Right, finds his way. A forgotten place, there. Detroit. Play. A forgotten man, Jerry yeah. Goff. And, you know, Reflects that community. It. And so now he's bounced back. They got him doing it. So now he has a little grit to him. And so to me, if they make it, it would be because... Like it's Hollywood. Like we love storybook, story, storybook endings. This would be like the story, story of all stories. Like Detroit rising up and becoming the power, much like everyone loved the Pistons when they eventually became the champs. So the question remains to be answered, and we will find out on Sunday: Is this team as good as the story surrounding this team? That, of course, relates to the Detroit Lions. San Francisco 49ers: Are they as good a team as we think they are? We thought they were really good, probably the class of the outfit. Then we saw what happened to the Ravens in the regular season, and we saw a rather unconvincing performance against the Packers in the divisional round. On the other side of the ledger, we've got a Ravens team that Bucky says is sort of, he said it without saying it, that they're the best team in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And yet, there they go, up against a Chiefs team that he believes has the one thing that none of the other teams left in this tournament have, muscle memory of how to do what all four teams are being asked to do on Championship Sunday. I want to thank today's special guest, Bucky Brooks, for putting us in a great frame of mind Tuesday morning as we head into Championship Week. Uh, Buck, you're awesome. Thanks for getting us started, bud. Thanks for having me. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow morning when we are going to get a little bit more granular on the matchups that will define these dramatic championship games. Some of them are unit on unit. Some are man on man. Some are coach on coach. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.